Hello, and thanks for listening to Grace 91.1 FM and The Gate with Pastor Eric Kluth. The Gate is a program that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people, and the places in our local communities. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Gate. I'm your host, Pastor Eric, and today I'm joined by two ladies who are involved in an awesome ministry called the Hope Women's Center, uh, Joe Lynn, who is in Coolidge, and Vanessa, who is in Maricopa. Ladies, thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you. you for having us. I'm excited to talk about the Hope Women's Center because I've been uh, exposed to the Hope Women's Center for many, many years. And JoLynn, uh, could you tell our listening audience, who is the Hope Women's Center? Yes. So Hope Women's Center is a faith-based and nonprofit organization. Um, Hope Women's Center opened their first center in Apache Junction around 36 years ago. Wow. Um, Then in 2013, we opened our center in Coolidge and in Phoenix. In 2017, we opened our center in the West Valley in El Mirage. And then this last December, we opened our fifth center in the city of Maricopa. So our mission at Hope Women's Center is to engage, encourage, and equip vulnerable women and teen girls by providing support for their physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. More than just helping them through an immediate crisis, we we seek to build long-term relationships connect them to support communities, and empower them with the tools they need to make positive changes in their lives. Wow, that's amazing. And so you said 36 years ago, right? Yes. In Apache Junction. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, And now you have a total of five centers, Mm -hmm. five centers uh, across the valley. Uh, Vanessa, you are the newest one in Maricopa. Yes. uh, It's really exciting to hear um, the mission of the center and the, and just the heart behind it to help these women and the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you share more about the goal? Yes. The, our goal at Hope Women's Center is helping women realize their potential. Mm-hmm. We offer a holistic approach to the hurts of life by addressing each facet of a woman and providing her with the tools and resources to discover her true value and her worth. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that is so needed today, huh? Because there's so many people that don't think that they're valuable. Yes. Um, And, and, and how do you guys do the goals? How do you, how do you accomplish your goal? Yeah. So, um, so we serve, um, women and teen girls facing any difficult life situation, Whether faced with drug and alcohol addiction, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, unplanned pregnancy, unemployment, prostitution, homelessness, or any family conflict, our team is able to provide assistance, encourage, and support to each lady that walks through the door at Hope Women's Center. Okay, so you're talking about providing hope to these women in in all different areas and providing them value. Um, Is there a spiritual side to that, or is it just helping out in the physical side? Oh, absolutely. It's spiritual. It is physical as far as our resources that we provide through our boutique where they earn points and they're allowed to spend their points. It's kind of like a part-time job where they come in, they spend the time, they do the classes. And the spiritual aspect to that is our classes are faith-based, but we also have life skill classes. We also have classes that are just engaging them in things that they are curious about or want to know about. Like we have women of the Bible right now going on. We have grace-based parenting. We have a lot of different classes. And then that way they feel the the excitement of earning the things that they get to shop for in the boutique. So it's definitely faith-based, but it's also very practical in resources. And so then the question would come because some of the, the listeners are in denomination. Is it a non-denominational 
program or absolutely like in maricopa for example we have probably five or six churches that help support us and individuals that support us and companies and businesses that help support us in just very practical ways so it's not a denomination as far as we want to ever confuse or or hurt the client as far as being confused about what is right and this church does that and this Mm -hmm. church does that so we keep it very simple very jesus-centered basic in the Bible and keeping um, kind of the the main thing, the main thing. Oh, yeah. That's so. awesome because I think sometimes we can overcomplicate things, you know, by saying, you know, especially in the denominational walls, uh, but keeping the focus on Jesus mm-hmm. and the love of Jesus Christ, because that's truly what's going to change somebody's life. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's not necessarily our, our traditions, right? So, <laughs> so I'd love to learn more about how, I mean, you, you talk about the programs and, and different like classes, like, can you talk more about that? How you serve, like specifically, are there like, uh, you, you talk about the spiritual aspect of it, how you can, you help them, you know, with learning, uh, who God is and how God is in the sense of the women of the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you, how do you like come alongside these women? Cause I got to imagine some of these women are like in really rough spots. How do you serve them, like in a capacity? In many different ways. Some women come in and they have like literally just fleed out of a domestic violence situation. And we're that safe place where they can just take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and just think and just be able to gather resources physically, gather like spiritual help, like we can pray with them. We can just allow them that space to think. Or allow them to cry or allow them to swear it out. Sometimes they're very angry and they're hurt and they need a safe place where we can walk alongside of them and listen without judgment, without um, pointing them in a direction, but asking them questions because we find these women are very resilient and they already know the answers. They just need that space and that moment and that time to think and process. Wow. When you say swear it out, I would imagine most people in church would kind of <laughs> clinch like, what? what? Sorry. No, you're totally fine because I think that that's what's needed, mm-hmm. you know, to be real. And I love the the fact that you bring in that there is no judgment. And right. so the, it's a safe place for these, for these clients to come and to pour out their hearts because they are going through, you know, may it be domestic abuse, may it be something else, homelessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, you never know where someone's at unless you listen to them right right and to hear their story because everybody has a story and like you said earlier joanne every, you want to bring that value to them right absolutely that they're important yes yeah no matter what the condition that they are and truly i believe that that's the heart of christ isn't yes. it yes yes mm-hmm. that he wants us to know that we're valuable because at the end of the day we're not too far off of a choice <laughs> to be in a rough situation. That's right. Right. It can happen to anyone. And that's why, you know, at Hope Women's Center, we serve any woman from the age of 13 on up. They're welcome to come into our center. We have, um, we, we, we're in um, underserved communities, Mm -hmm. um, but we also see women of a huge diversity um, in the clients that come into all of our different centers. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that variety is beautiful because it's not just fixated on one specific uh, age group or right. uh, race or anything like that, that all are welcome. And that's truly the heart of, again, God is that all are welcome. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. to come and to, to seek refuge, to seek mm-hmm. help. And, uh, and, and again, this day and age, 
I, I would believe that your ministry is that much more needed because hmm. uh, people are battling with, you know, depression, anxieties, yes. you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, you mm -hmm. know, uh, being locked up in their home. Can I ask, how did the pandemic affect the Hope Women's Center? It affected it in tremendous ways, actually. We're finding a lot more domestic violence. Um, there's a lot more child abuse in the hospitals. We're finding the aftercare is kind of what we do. So we have um, family advocacy centers. We have um, hospitals that we're linked to. We have different resources that are finding issues and then referring for us to do the aftercare. So we are the safe place after a tragedy has happened, after isolation has made someone absolutely, you know, just desperate. We had a woman come in and she just said, I would not be here if I was not desperate. She was not financially desperate. She knew the Lord, but she was desperate in isolation with her three little kids. And she had a great husband. She was just desperate for that woman to woman and for someone to pray with her and someone to be excited about something, anything that we could find to be excited about because she just said, I just feel hopeless. By the time she left, she literally took her mask down and had a big smile and said, you have given us hope. And that's kind of the story that happens over and over again. And it's exciting to be a part of it, but it's really amazing to see what God does in that transformation, even in just one moment. Yeah, right. So. Wow, that's a powerful, powerful story. I mean, just to be, you wouldn't think on the outside that she's struggling. Absolutely. You know, but on the inside, again, uh, Another reason why we shouldn't judge, yeah. we can't see the heart. <laughs> right. You know, only God. Uh, that's really beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. So in the pandemic, though, did, did, the, the, did the center shut down? No, not at all. All wow. of our centers remained open. Um, naturally, we had to kind of pivot sure. um, the way that we serve, but we were always there. We were, our doors were open for any crisis mentoring, um, uh, food, um, resources, um, uh, material resources. Um, we were there for, for each lady. I, in Coolidge, we were seeing and serving, um, anywhere between 350 to 400 meals every day out of that center. Mm -hmm. It 300 to 400 meals a day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So we would do, um, breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Um, we would, you know, sack lunch meals, um, because the shelves were empty. Mm -hmm. And um, the fear that set in with our women were, we don't know what we're going to do. Our kids are at home now. Um, our grandkids are at home. How do we how how do we do this? Mm -hmm. And so we were able to come up alongside of them and just help them. So again, just hearing the story of serving that many people, mm -hmm. you would think that you would run out of supplies and you would be short on volunteers. Yes. But I'll tell you, the, um, the community, the area churches, they just came up alongside of us. Um, we were wondering, like, how are we going to do this? We don't have much food here. And we just started praying. And the doorbell started ringing. And people were coming in. Churches were doing food drives for us. Um, so we had so much food at that point that we were able to hand out food boxes to the women that were coming in. Um, we had more toilet paper <laughs> during the pandemic than we have in the eight years that our center has been open. Um, our ladies didn't want for anything. Um, the Lord continued to supply um, for all five of our centers. It was just um, an amazing thing to be part of mm -hmm. and watch. 
that is a miracle in itself that you mm-hmm. didn't run out of toilet paper. I mean, because <laughs> if anybody remembers during the, the the peak of the pandemic, even halfway, pretty much halfway through, uh, you could not buy toilet paper. And I know that it sounds goofy to talk about that, but that's truly a God mm-hmm. move. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and supplying the foods and then moving the, the big C, the big C church to come together mm-hmm. and, and rally around uh, communities, truly showing the love of God in, in a great way. Um, that's just beautiful because in the midst of what is a disaster, God uses for good. Yes. And I'm sure that you're going to see over the years to come and the months to come in both your centers and all the centers uh, that you're going to see these seeds that have been planted in, in the community come forth mm-hmm. of, wow, we, we rallied together during that time and we did great things and many people yes. were helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, that's awesome to look forward to seeing what God's going to do with that. Um, so how, Vanessa, can you share a, a little bit, uh, how you serve in Maricopa? Like, cause right. the center's pretty new. It is new. We, we started December 1st okay. and since then we've seen over 20, um, women, about four teenagers, about 14 kids that come along. Wow. We do have a children's program. If we offer parenting classes, then it's imperative that we have workers to help with the kids and make mm-hmm. sure that we're engaging with the children also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been exciting to be able to open the doors and know that because of the pandemic, it was very much needed. Um, we had seen over the years, we were a pregnancy center five years ago and closed the doors to that, to open up into a Hope Women's Center. It took us two years to find a place, two years to renovate. And so here we are, but it's amazing because we've seen the different needs and why AJ had started from a pregnancy center to a Hope Women's Center is it wasn't just about pregnancy testing. There was more needs in the community for women, young moms, uh, people who didn't have the family, people who didn't have a church they belonged to, people that were suffering in emotional, mental, physical abuses or traumas or past traumas that they were dealing with. So we had seen that over the years and went, we really need the Hope Women's Center model. Mm. I heard you speak of something that I'm really curious about. You said the the pro-grace approach. Mm-hmm. What is that? So pro-grace is came out of Chicago, and it was two women who said, you know, we see the pro-choice and the pro-life, and we want to be what Jesus would have been in that political realm. Jesus would have been in the middle with the woman, not on one side or the other. He would have engaged the woman personally and intimately and asked her questions and spoke and sat with her if we look at how he treated the adulterous woman, Mm. right? He didn't take a political view. He took a very personal, intimate view. So ProGrace, actually ProGrace.org, is kind of our language at the Hope Women's Center. It's how we treat people that come in, rather it be post-abortive women, rather it be a woman considering an abortion. And it doesn't just reach into the... um, pregnancy part of it, where we are, obviously we want to be non-judgmental, but we are very Christ-centered and very focused on what God would want. But the woman also needs like a holistic approach. She needs to be loved and cared and supported so that she's able to help with her child or the decisions that she makes. Um, But progress also reaches into um, same-sex marriage, reaches into a girl that's cutting and not feeling her value. It's, it's a way to not be on a political realm or isolating or even use Christianese where it's we shall, you should, why don't you, you know, this is what God wants. It's more of a let's just talk. 
let's just engage, let's pray, let's consider. And so I guess we don't really have an intent on a woman's life when she comes in. We don't have a agenda, but we do have a listening ear. We do know the Lord meets her there, and we know that He supplies for her, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, total sense, yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, how does that approach, how does that been received by your clients? It is actually where... I can see the difference in just coming from a pregnancy center world into the Hope Women's Center with ProGrace. The difference is she comes in and it's not information centered. Mm -hmm. It's not about any facts that she probably already could Google and know. It's about a listening ear. Mm -hmm. It's about if we watch how Jesus took care of people or dealt with people, he didn't condemn, he didn't come across with all the knowledge and information, even though he had it. Mm-hmm. But he listened and engaged, and it was perfect. It was very personal. Yeah. So when the woman comes in, it's a safe place. She's the center of attention. Even in our classes, it's client over curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's not about yeah, if we're studying grief. If a woman breaks down, we go towards her, mm-hmm. not towards. Well, we're on chapter two. We got to get to chapter three this week. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's what progress really is. Is yeah. just that engaging in the Lord Spirit, just to just yeah. to meet the woman where she is. Yeah, that really excites me because I think oftentimes, you know, in the church setting, you know, or religious setting, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that we are so focused on curriculum and so yeah. focused on mm-hmm. timetable and schedules and saying, well. We've got, uh, I don't know, like 15 minutes to get through this chapter. Ladies, stop crying. You know, we need to get going, you know. But exactly. to, to be able to take the time and say, wait, this is more important. Right. You know, this is way more important to, to talk and to, to minister to the heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would bet at first it would be very different for a client to receive this approach because they might come into it thinking they're going to judge me right. or they're going to try to fix me. Like, right. You know, and so, uh, but then to just say, "Hey, we're here for you." Talk, let, just yeah, you know, just speak. You know, mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. we're here to listen, which is a very interesting approach, and I think is an approach that the modern church should really grasp more. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think some churches, most churches, are probably doing it, but just the 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 idea of focusing on people. Mm-hmm. You know, truly, that was the heart of Christ, right? Yes. We had a client come in, and um, she sat across the room from me, and she said, you don't want me here. And I said, why would you say that? And she said, well, I've been in jail. And I said, I don't care. And she said, well, I've been in prison. And I said, I don't care. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I've hurt people really bad. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't care. Wow. And so she looked at me, and she said, well, I'm a lesbian. And I said, I don't care. (laughs) And she just started weeping and weeping and said, nobody has ever accepted me for who I am and not for what I have done. Mm. And so I love that. At Hope Women's Center, we really want to take people from trauma to transformation. Mm -hmm. That is our goal. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the passage in, uh, I think it's Romans, where Paul says to the church in Rome, don't you know it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and that that goodness is God's kindness, His favor, yes. His uh, mm-hmm. you know, just His. I mean, grace truly is. That's what it leads a person because if you come at somebody with and this is just experience, I guess you come somebody with the law and saying the do's the don'ts, like you were saying, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. This is what you should do. Why aren't you doing it? You know, yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> uh, it's very like. 
I think it brings shame, quite honestly. And and shame then I think points you back into I gotta fix myself. Mm-hmm but I don't know how to fix myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, may it be drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it may be, domestic ab- abuse, you know, whatever you fall back into what you think helps you or, you know, like not that domestic abuse helps you, but it, it might be your outlet mm-hmm. to, to try to, because you're struggling. Mm-hmm. But if you could take the approach of goodness, which is showing kindness, which is showing gentleness, mm-hmm. you know, truly again, then as just sparks my mind to go to the fruit of the spirit which is all coming out of love Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like wow that really makes sense Mm -hmm. oh god you really make it pretty simple (laughs) yeah i mean we want to see people come to repentance into him but it's through his goodness and you guys are displaying that in great ways so let's talk more about your programs you know specifically Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, are programs changing or are they set like as far as like classes? Or? Yeah. So what's great, um, is that each center can gear their classes according to the women that they see. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we offer a wide variety of different classes. Of course we do different Bible studies. Um, we do anger management, domestic violence and parenting classes, we do different life skill classes, sewing, knitting and crocheting, mm-hmm. nutrition. Um, most of our centers have a garden, and so we do gardening classes where we're able to then harvest the stuff that comes from that garden and take them in and do a cooking class or, you know, um, whatever. We are run by 90% volunteers, so um, that's how we can offer everything free to the women that come to the center, but we really... Um, hone in on the volunteers' gifts um, to use as far as our different classes that we offer. So when they take our classes, um, they earn what we call client points. And then they're able to take them points and go shop into our boutique um, where they'll find items like clothes for themselves, clothes for their children, diapers, wipes, shampoo, body wash, uh, garbage bags, laundry soap, dish soap. The list just goes on and on. Um, purses and jewelry, they love makeup, all of that. Um, Or we have a utility assistance program where we will pay up to $60 on a utility bill for them, gas, water, or electric. Um, But, of course, that runs through our point system also. If their bill is $30, they have to have 30 points in order for us to pay that bill. So it's really come take our classes, engage in what we're doing, and then get the things that you need for yourself and for your family. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great opportunities. And I love what you said that each uh, the the programs are fit around the community. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, a prepackaged, like all the centers are doing the same thing. It's it's basically leaning upon the Holy Spirit. And what are you doing in this community, God? Exactly. And then how can we serve them? Mm-hmm. Which is really, really awesome. So I'm, I'm curious, do you have any stories of clients going through the Hope Women's Center that you'd want to share? Where do we start? <laughs> well, only a few because we can't right? go too long. But I, <laughs> I think that the listeners would definitely, uh, you know, there's power in testimony. Right, right. Well, one of the things that you had said earlier is, you know, the church, talking about the church and their approach. The church has an amazing um, puzzle piece that fits with the Hope Women's Center. Mm-hmm. And I just, I do want to just recognize that without the church, where would we be? Mm-hmm. But apart from that, some of the women we see have a lot of church hurts, a lot of spiritual hurts. Um, I know that there was a, actually a woman 
that sat in front of me. She's in her 30s, but at 16, she was kicked out because she was pregnant. And so she has a spiritual hurt that's deep wounded, but it's a deceivement hurt because it's really the reality was that was not Jesus that hurt her. That wasn't God's heart. And so she has been wanting nothing to do with the Lord, nothing to do with church. That was eighth grade. I don't care about it. Don't talk to me about it. And so she was taking sewing classes and jewelry classes and staying away from the Bible classes. And then one day I see her in a Bible class and I said, you know, they're going to open the word of God in here, right? And it was the women of the Bible study. And she said, yeah, but I like the teacher. So clearly God is drawing things. And then at one point, this this young woman just looked at me and she said, you know, there's something different here. And I said, well, do you want to hear about what it is? And she goes, not yet, but someday. So we're praying that she just... She knows, and that's the thing is we don't have to spell it all out to these clients. They're very smart. They're very resilient. We don't have to tell them this could hurt you. You shouldn't do this. There's long-term effects to that. They already know these things. They just need a listening ear. They need someone to support them and also help lead them along where they do want to go. And they they don't always want to maybe change right away or, or do something hard right away that they know is good for them. But eventually, I think that's why they keep coming. And I think we've served over 1,100 women last year. So we're doing something right. But yeah. I think the main point is we're loving them, we're listening, and they already have their answers. Mm. You know, So the church is a main puzzle piece as far as bridging that gap again for some of the wounded to say, you know, I go to church, that doesn't represent the God that I represent, the things that happen to you. Right. So we can also be kind of truth to them also. Yeah, that's, that's what an amazing story. And we'll definitely uh, be lifting up that young woman in yes. your prayers, if you're listening, uh, that God would continue to minister to her. Uh, man, mm. that's really cool. Joanne, what about you? Um, so most of our women, um, a big part of our women come every day that the center is open. It's really important to them that they, um, are able to come in and just engage and build community and friendships among each other. And I had one lady say to me, um, I can't come tomorrow because I have a doctor's appointment. And she was really upset. And I said, it's okay. It's okay that you can't come tomorrow. And she said, no, you don't understand. I have to be here. I have to be here every day this center is open. And I just love that she felt that she was so welcomed and loved um, at the center that she, that was even so much higher than, you know, her doctor's appointment that she just felt that um, she really was accepted mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. so I love that. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. that, that, that community of love and grace and, and kindness draws them to want to come back mm-hmm. again it's it's the, the idea of that's what discipleship is really is yes. just like mm-hmm. hey i care about you come follow me and, okay. and, and that's what the what i'm getting at is the invitation to these communities to these women is hey we're here just come with us mm-hmm. and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll come alongside of you mm-hmm. you know when a when a woman comes into the center um the first time She's in crisis. Mm -hmm. She's homeless. She's hungry, maybe in a domestic violence situation. Maybe um, she's addicted. Um, Maybe she's suffering from grief. Um, When they come in, it's all about them. What Mm -hmm. can I get? You know, I, me, me, I need help. Um, But as they continue to come, um, I love that Hope Women's Center says that we're not a Band-Aid, that we want to develop them long-term relationships with these ladies. 
And as they continue to come and Jesus gets in there, we mm-hmm. start to see their hearts change. It's not all about them anymore. Yeah. It's how can I help somebody else? How can I help that mom that just came into the center and she needs diapers? Mm. And and one of the ladies will go, you know what? I'm going to go back and use my points to buy this mom some diapers. Mm. Now, we would give them diapers. Sure. But when we see that, we know that that Jesus is in there and he is working on the hearts of these women and we start to see that transformation take place. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. It's transforming the heart, right? Yes, absolutely. And so, well, this has been amazing. Uh, and I hope uh, everyone who's listening right now is just hearing the uh, just the power of what God's doing in these centers, especially within Maricopa and uh, Coolidge. Uh, if you're in Casa Grande, you have a choice between both <laughs> because you're not too far from either or. You're kind of right there in the middle. Um, so, uh, how would somebody, if they were in need, uh, oh, oh, a young lady, a woman, um, what is the process? Maybe somebody's listening right now and they, they just need, they need help. What would they do? You can get on our website at hopewomencenter.org and find our locations. Um, our phone numbers are there. We answer the answering machines. We want to make sure we engage in the community and what the needs are. So if there is a woman in need, which we get emails, sometimes we can get an email, a phone call, or just a friend will bring a friend. So you can find us on hopewomencenter.org. Okay. Right on. Is Are you guys on Facebook or? We do have Facebook pages, individual for each center. Okay. So, so that's yeah. another option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, that answers that question. But how, how would somebody support the Hope Women Center? Sure. So there's many ways to support Hope Women's Center. Um, one, we are part of the um, Arizona Charitable Tax Credit. And so we have um, until May 17th to take advantage of that, where we'll receive dollar for dollar back single up to $400, married couples up to $800 on their state taxes. So you can do that way. Um, Vanessa mentioned our website. There are many different ways to give um, on our website also. And then just giving of your time and your talents at the centers, always looking for volunteers. Um, there are so many different things to do at the center. So we would um, just encourage you to reach out to your nearest center, give them a call um, or stop by for a tour. And then we can go over all of the different needs at at the center. And I've seen also uh, in times past, even youth groups come out, right? Mm-hmm. Kids come out and, and volunteer and, and do stuff around the uh, around the centers. Absolutely. Uh, men, can men volunteer? Actually, we love the men when they come because it's a great representation of godly men where women may have attitudes or caution. And we've had the Knights of Columbus come out and build stuff outside and do things. And we've had pastors come and teach classes and do events. JoLynn has a lot of uh, churches that come out and do lunches and actually cook or, or bag food. So to have a manly presence on our site is is a blessing because it can represent you know, Jesus serving and giving and loving and, and not being afraid of mm. seeing a male presence on our property. So, yes, we do absolutely love men to volunteer and to come and see who we are and do what, we, you know. And we have a lot of men that donate clothes sometimes because their wives load up their cars. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always awesome to see a guy say, what do you do here? And then we get to mm. give him a tour and show them what we do. So. Yeah. 
So if you're a guy, uh, there's no excuse for you not to volunteer at the Hope Women's Center uh, because, one, you can be a great example of a godly man. Absolutely. You know? And that's definitely probably needed in a lot of these ladies' lives mm-hmm. to see that example. Definitely. Uh, so uh, even just being uh, just being a godly man can be a huge impact for this. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I'm super blessed. Thank you. Can you believe it? We're already out of time. <laughs> and uh, it goes by so quick. Uh, so thank you ladies for joining me. Thank if you, you uh, if you. you want more information, I would encourage you guys to reach out to the Hope Women's Center uh, in Maricopa, Coolidge, um, even on their website. So uh, that concludes another edition of The Gate. The Gate is a show that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people, and the places within our local communities here in Central Arizona. God bless. Thank you.